This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey, everybody. Thank you once again for tuning in to Groomer Humor. We are your hosts. I'm Rudy V. And I'm Anthony Ray. And we are so excited for this show. And apparently we have some listeners, so we really want to thank you guys for tuning in. Today's topic is going to be about how to keep our beloved furry friends safe and warm in the winter months. And yes, dogs do get cold. Oh, yes, indeed. (laughs) Yeah, it's an often asked question. We get it all the time, and the answer to that is yes, they do get cold. Some dogs fare a lot better in the colder months than others, but we're going to talk about some breeds. We're going to talk about some ways to keep our dogs uh, nice and safe, our cats nice and safe, and warm throughout the winter months. So we do a lot of things to winterize ourselves. We winterize our cars, our homes. So why not do it for our pets as well? Interesting week this week, right, Ann? Uh, Yeah, yeah. We uh, (laughs) hit the interesting week for comedy, really. Yeah. Uh, Hit the old open mic. Yeah. Which which was, uh, what a turnout. It's always a pleasure to perform in front of a, a ravaging group of 13 people, 13 people capacity crowd, nine of which were fellow comedians. Yeah. Yeah. What a big show, big sellout, sellout (laughs) show. These are the, these are the shows we got to remember. These are the ones that matter though. You know, Yeah, they actually are. They'll change the game some way down the line. You never know. You never know. It was fun anyway, you know, but we've been so busy between our grooming shop, between the YouTube channel, between the radio show that we're doing right now at Pet Life Radio. We really haven't been doing a whole lot of comedy, so we figured let's hit this open mic just to stay fresh. And uh, boy, we stayed fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important. It's really hard to to get up there after doing all the other stuff that we're that we have to do. But it did feel good to get up there, even if it was. Sometimes I prefer when it's a smaller crowd because yeah, uh, it, you know what, what you know what are you gonna do? It was funny. It was a little, a little less fun. pressure. Yep, yep. So yeah, another you know another thing I love about this uh, the radio is that you guys can't see us. I, do you like that, Ann? I mean, they can't I love see that. us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for all you guys know, I'm running around in footsie pajamas and a tutu, you know, so it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. You should, you should really, uh, you should take those off by the way, dad. What the footsie pajamas or the tutu? Well, I mean, you should pick one or the other, at least you should never wear footsie pajamas and a tutu together. I don't think. They don't <laughs> oh, okay. They, they don't, don't go. go. Yeah. I didn't bring my, t- give me the tutu at least, <laughs> okay. that, you know, I'll, I'll- I'll give you the tutu. I'll keep the... Yeah. My foot was in the footsie, so you might not... Yeah, right. Yeah, you can keep that. The tutu will go good with my wool hat that you love talking about so much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just got the heat fixed and everything, so we're nice and toasty. Yeah, so. exactly. We're nice and toasty. All right. So we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, how to keep the pets nice and warm. We'll be right back after this brief break. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, 
front paw sleeves and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Groomer Humor, everybody. I'm Anthony Ray with Rudy V, and we are talking about winterizing your pets. My dad mentioned before we went to break that you winterize yourself, you winterize your car, you winterize your house. So we got to winterize our pets. There's a lot, uh, lot to do, and uh, usually one of the first steps into winterizing your pet is uh, sort of the brushing. We got to, you got to kind of up the brushing, up the grooming. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. You know, most people like to leave their dogs or cats, mostly dogs, a little longer in the winter months. So the request is, can you please leave them a little longer? And it's great. Most groomers will just, you know, we're all for it. The problem that we sometimes face is that as the coats get longer and now you have this slushy mix of snow and the dogs are getting wet, they're more prone to getting matted, uh, especially around the paws, around the, around the legs. So like you said, we have to really, uh, as pet owners, up the grooming at home, break out with the brush a little bit more, you know, do a more frequent grooming. A lot of people are misled by thinking, oh, let the dog grow in. They don't need as much grooming when really it's the opposite of that. You kind of need a little bit more grooming during the winter months. So you might want to take your dog to the groomer just for a bath and a brush out. And like you said, up it at home, break out with that slicker brush. You want to brush the legs out thoroughly. And if you bathe at home, the, the process we always try to keep is always brush before the bath. So these little things are really, really important. And aside from leaving our dogs longer, you want to get into other preventatives too. You know, I mean, we got sweaters, coats, you yeah, know, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, we got the booties now. The dogs hate them. Uh, you know. Yeah, they, they, they do. <laughs> they don't hate them. You just kind of have to train them to accept them. After yeah. a while, they like it. <laughs> yeah, what it does is you see a lot of YouTube videos. It, it, it confuses them almost. Do you ever see that? I mean, they're, I feel so bad, but they're hilarious, these videos. It's hysterical. With the, uh, oh, God. With the, the, it's cats and dogs, and they don't know how to walk in them. It, uh, you know, and it just looks really funny. Um, you feel so bad for them, obviously. Yeah. But yeah it's it's they're, it's they're trying to they're trying to flip them off you know yeah they're trying the to cat, get them off but the cats are afraid to put their feet down on the ground yeah you know? they'll just jump up in the air <laughs> it's, um, it's it's very funny video so if you guys get a chance definitely yeah. go go on youtube and just punch in cats with booties or yeah. dogs with booties check go track some of them down i guarantee you yeah, you'll yeah. laugh it's they're really funny but um i wanted to mention something you said before where it's almost a misconception that uh, when the weather gets colder, it almost seems like, uh, like oh, no problem. We're just going to wait on the grooming and let them grow, which in essence, I guess, is the goal. But you can't just neglect the entire process altogether, right? You have to, like you said, you have to sort of up a little bit of your brushing at home or actually get to the groomer a little more often while right. the weather is getting colder. Just, if anything, for a brush out in a bath. 
because if you just kind of let your pet live out the winter with their nice big coat, that's fine. But uh, by the end, like you said, it's really going to slush up and it's going to create some horrible, horrible matting. Now, when the weather gets better and the weather breaks and you want to walk your dog and take them out, let them enjoy the nice weather with you, they're most likely going to have to be shaved down. You want to try to avoid that, especially in the dead of winter. Right, exactly. So it's kind of like the goal is, yes, you want to leave the coat a little bit full, but you're going to let yourself know as the pet owner how how much you're actually going to have to get to the groomer or not because it really depends on the steps you take at home is going to kind of give your groomer a very specific amount of options with your pet so you, yeah the more yeah. you pay attention to it at home and or depend and you know, like you said you can get the booties you know it depends on what you want to do how yeah. you want to do it mm-hmm. it also depends on if you care if your pet is shaved down or not i mean a lot of people do that all year round and right um, and but he, it, and- it depends what breed you have Right. And there's that fine line too of allowing them to grow out too long. Mm -hmm. So in between haircut where, you know, yeah, if you're used to getting your dog kind of shaved down for low maintenance, this sort of thing, even leaving them a little bit longer could create enough insulation or enough. They might have enough coat to keep them warm combined with a sweater or, you know, a coat. Yeah, you know, and we're trying to find that balance, you know, because like, again, you don't want the dog getting too matted where now you have to shave them. And, you know, winters kind of go a long way too. that we can get that cold weather well into the end of March, April. It's still cold. You want to avoid getting trapped in that dilemma of, okay, it's springtime, but it's really not warm yet. And now I have to shave the dog down. He's still going to get cold or she's still going to get cold. So it's that balance of, okay, let's give them that in-between haircut, like a snap-on comb haircut where, you know, okay, they're longer than being shaved, but not too long where they're going to get unmanageable and mat up and then get out of hand to avoid the shave down. Um, Yeah. Yeah. A dog or cat for that matter, becoming unmanageable is that's a problem no matter how you slice it, because the more unmanageable a dog becomes. And again, a lot of people like their dogs shaved down because it's easier to maintain. And I agree, but leading up to that, the more you do as a pet owner is going to dictate how much your pet actually has to go through during the shave down process. Cause that's not always easy on the dog, especially if they're overly matted and overly unmanageable. Right. Even if your plan is to shave your pet down after the winter season, you should still try your best to keep it as manageable as possible. Just that way, when it comes time to, to shave down, you know, you're not, you're not tugging on mats and you're not, uh, you know, it's just the, the longer the clippers mm-hmm. or the scissors are on the dog, the, you know, it's increased of, uh, of, you know, yeah. an accident happening. You don't want that. It's kind of like your beard. You're shaving your beard off because that was becoming really unmanageable. Mm, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, that was becoming a little bit unmanageable. A little itchy. A little itchy. Yeah, little, you know what it is? I remember last week we did our flea show. Mm. I actually saw some fleas in your beard. Yeah. So I'm glad you shaved that off. I feel, you know what? I feel, I know you're trying to make a joke at me right now, but I think that's actually happened to me before. (laughs) I I, think so. I I think I I see a little flea bite dermatitis on your lip. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think I've gotten, (laughs) I I think I have that. I got to keep the beard off for a while, even though my face is freezing. That's just like me too. Oh, it's getting freezing out. Let me shave my beard. It's like, you know, and then I'll grow it out during the summer. What a moron. Or at least brush it out once in a while. (laughs) Yeah. I got to get, I got to do a dollar shave club. (laughs) <laughs> exactly but i'm too lazy I'm, i don't know I'm, I'm i like lazy. you better without the beard do you yeah i look like better. an infant yeah i don't know i feel like i look like a thumb <laughs> you look bare you, you yeah look like, you look naked yeah that's i you know what i look boring 
I look like a I look like a dull guy. Yeah. Without yeah. A, at least a beard, if you keep it nice, it gives you character. <laughs> you look too fleshy. Yeah, exactly. You look you look like an alien. You look like a gray. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, back where, to where, this. where were we? So, uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, yeah. you know, Winterizing. So another. Your dog. If, if you guys are interested in a few tips on how to brush your dog, go to our YouTube channel. It's Grooming by Rudy. We have a bunch of. Uh, yeah, we videos. have a lot of brushing tips yeah, on there. Got a lot of brushing tips on there because brushing is one of the most important parts of grooming, and it's often underrated as how important it is. But yeah, if you go to our Grooming by Rudy uh, uh, YouTube channel, we can show you a lot of different brushing techniques on different dogs again very very important in the winter months yeah especially in the winter months and i I like what you said it's an underestimated important thing when it comes to you even have to consider brushing when you go to pick what breed you're going to get if you're going to get a new a new dog i remember there was a big havanese boom it might even still be going on everybody's getting a havanese and we even had Yeah, so much maintenance. We had a customer come in with her daughter who had picked a Havanese and she was trying to explain to her daughter how much work a Havanese is. And it was kind of like calling the police on your child to prove a point where she came into the grooming shop to have us tell her daughter how much work it is. And she was actually upset with her daughter for picking that because her daughter wanted to have a knees. And we had to tell her daughter, yes, you have to kind of work on these dogs almost constantly. I mean, you yeah. really, really, you know, there are some breeds out there. And then, and then, of course, there's the other side of the spectrum when it comes to winter. There's dogs that you obviously can't shave down like Greyhound or uh, Italian Greyhound right. or, um, you know, Chihuahuas, yeah. Pitbulls. Yeah. That's um, a good point. Like these dogs, like the really, really short-coated breeds, like Italian Mm. greyhounds, French bulldogs, chihuahuas, pit bulls. These dogs, they do not do well in the wintertime. The poor things. Yeah, so you you don't want to leave them outside for too long, you know, and if you let them out in your yard in the morning and you're in a a rush, don't forget your dog outside, you know. Mm. I mean, that happens, believe it or not. You might be in a rush, you might be late for work, and you forget your dog outside, and God forbid, you know, you always want to make winter you should be a little nervous about it you know try to remember don't leave them out for too long the dogs get cold quickly they'll go out do their business and kind of run back to the door because they want to get back inside and that's some dogs they're not all like that i I know pit bulls that romp around in the Mm -hmm. snow and you know they're making snow angels (laughs) but if your dog is the type of dog that does get cold be real careful you know get them inside as quickly as possible yeah Um, as you may have to, to go the sweater route. Right, with, go the sweater route. You got dogs like Huskies, German Shepherds, uh, Wheaton Terriers, even Bichons. I mean, these dogs do a lot better in the winter yeah. time because they have mm-hmm. coats. I mean, Huskies, oh my God, they, they get hot. Yeah wintertime um, huskies can survive and man i forget what the actual temperature is but i did a talking pause on that a couple months ago and it, they can survive in, in such low temperatures it's amazing right our huskies wolves on that yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i did the huskies wolves thing yeah and yeah and you know the huskies and dogs with really thick undercoats they don't do that well in real hot weather they, yeah. they tend to you know struggle a little bit with that you got to keep them cool but with all the various breeds you have to figure out which one is right for you. Uh, you know, even picking out a dog, it's very important. Oh, we'll get to yeah. that. Yeah. You know, there are so many things to, to 
I was just going to say there's so many things to consider where you live, what the climate's like, right. what kind of breed you want, how much time you have to brush, how much time you have to just upkeep in general. There's just so much that, that right. to, you live in an apartment, you live in yeah. a house you live right. on a farm. Yeah. All these things really are important aspects to even picking out a dog. But if you do have a short coated dog in particular, you really, really want to be careful, get those sweaters and get them early on because it's already starting to get really, really cold. We're in Jersey here. We're in North Jersey. Our temperatures went from 65, 70, dropping down to 41 and 38 yeah. in a week. So have your uh, your sweaters ready and, and keep them warm. Another thing that we want to address also is the ice, the salt. Very- That's a, another overlooked major issue. Yeah, yeah. We find this to be an issue every year. You want to try to stay away from like industrial salts to melt the ice around your house. There are so many other safer alternatives. What was the one, Ant? Do you remember the name? I don't, safe, I don't have it here. I think one was called Safe Paw. Yeah, Safe, safe, safe Paw. Safe Paw, Safe Step. And they're actually all salt-free de-icers. You want to look into these because they're much safer for the dog. What was that one dog? Maybe he had a, a he had a piece of salt stuck in his pad. Yep, and that could happen. It's very common, actually. Yeah, had a piece of, you know, you, you walk your dog in the winter. Uh, there's a lot of salt on the ground, and uh, that stuff is toxic, and it can get lodged into the pad. Um, it's a golden retriever. And, yep, golden retriever. And not only is that going to start to burn them after a while, uh, especially if some ice gets lodged up there with it, but uh, then he's going to start licking at it. And the dog's really not going to be able to tell you that, hey, I got a little something stuck in my paw. He's going to start licking it. And then and now he's ingesting it. And that's just, uh, that's a recipe for disaster, but can be avoided in the long run, actually. If you go with some of the more eco-friendly and pet-friendly salts that, thank God, exist, it's pretty good. And I think it would be very beneficial if people started trying to maybe use some of those. Even if you don't have a pet, you know, maybe a couple of your neighbors have pets. Maybe yeah. throw some of the pet-friendly ones in front of your house just to kind of right. maybe, uh, maybe and less incur- dogs. Yeah, and encourage your neighbors to use it too, especially yeah. even even if you have children, you got small children. Mm-hmm. You know, if a big piece of industrial salt does get caught on your dog's pad, now he's tracking it into the house. You have a little baby crawling around or something, right. he's going to pick it up, mm-hmm. put it in its mouth. So you want to really try to use, like Anthony said, some safer products, salt-free products. Like Safe Paw is one of them. Safe Step is another one. So definitely, you know, look into those uh, safer alternatives during the winter months. Better for your dog, better for your children better for the environment so yeah and yeah and encourage the neighbors to do it too i mean you know buy them yeah. if you have a dog buy them a container and say hey use the can you please use this you know yeah you know you have to walk your dog in front of your neighbor's house so it would defeat the purpose if you're using it and they're not right you exactly know? yeah kind and, of uh, a sort of an everybody come together kind of thing uh, you know if you you know though some people live on really tight-knit blocks wherever you, you know you're friends with all your neighbors and you're real close you know talk to them about it and you know it's just a hugely majorly overlooked thing that could, could really help out a lot of pets that are walking around the neighborhood during the winter yeah and another thing you want to do is you want to inspect after every walk after every time that you let them out Always inspect, especially their feet, their paws, their pads. Make sure nothing's lodged underneath. Check out under their underbellies. When dogs walk or run, they're almost like a car tire. They're kicking up a lot of debris into their undercoat. And, uh, you know, so you got to check the lower part of their bodies in the wintertime. It's just, uh, yeah, just important to do. It's another thing we could talk about. Funny man. (laughs) Funny man. (laughs) Funny looking man. Well, actually, before we talk about anything else, let's probably go to break. Okay. 
I'm going to break. And then uh, I wanted to actually talk about some things you could actually do for the stray cats that are walking oh, yeah. around your neighborhood. Uh, I read a statistic recently that was uh, a little bit, little bit jarring and a little bit sad. So we're going to get into that. We're going to go to this quick break and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. You're listening to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. My Golden Retriever Sundance is a lot more playful now. She has more pep and energy. Tons of energy. Happy the rescue dog is happy the healthy dog. Petey is having fun again. He's got a shiny coat and a good healthy weight. Molly's been having four scoops a day. She pushes her little bowl all the way across the room, emptying every last single crumb. She has slimmed down and gotten this puppy look. She's got life. She's got energy. We get asked all the time when we're at shows, how do you get your dog so healthy and shiny and glossy? D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Just feed your dog right. Do the Dynavite. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Dot com. <laughs> Welcome back to Groomer Humor. We are Anthony Ray and Rudy V. And before we left, we were talking about cats, some uh, some outdoor cats that are going to be maybe struggling a little bit this winter. I read a statistic recently that said there are over or close to 70 million stray cats that don't have homes. That doesn't necessarily mean they're all cold or anything like that because not every place has uh, winter the way we do here in New Jersey. But around here, if you live somewhere where the weather does get cold, there's actually a couple of things that you can do to uh, maybe help those cats out that don't really have homes and uh, they got to kind of get through the winter with you. And uh, it's pretty cool, actually. I had a neighbor back in my old house that I grew up in who actually made entire little shelters for all the stray cats that were in. And we lived on a a cul-de-sac. She lived behind us. So all the cats would sort of roam around our cul-de-sac a lot. They'd come into the front yards. But she made basically a cat hotel in her backyard. and She was cat lady. (laughs) She was cat lady. And she treated them better than she treated herself. (laughs) And that kind of got us thinking. It's why we wanted to mention it was uh, you don't have to go all out or anything. But uh, that's a really, really good idea if you have the space in your backyard and your neighborhood already has a lot of stray cats in it. You may want to mess around with that idea a little bit. Definitely, man. With more and more people being animal friendly, there's a lot of different things that we could do to help our strays out. If you do have that neighborhood cat or cats, there's little dog houses. If you're handy, you can, you know, construct something, just a little shelter. There are some outdoor portable heaters that you could run. There are, you know, if you have an enclosed porch that you you use for storage, you might want to keep it open for them. They will go in there. Guys, we're not, listen, we're not telling anybody to, you know, run extension cords or anything like that. (laughs) Be safe about it. Don't start running extension cords to keep, you know, because, you know, you don't want your cats to be warm and your house is burning down. I mean, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they'll be warm. Yeah. I mean, everybody uh, will be warm for a while, but, you know. (laughs) That's uh, a little too warm. We don't want it that warm. We don't want it that warm. 
Um, so yeah, so be be warm too. (laughs) (laughs) A little too. (laughs) Yeah. So just be safe about it. Like I said, don't be running any extension cords, but there are little things that we could do. It's funny too. Remember the two male cats, they used to fight like cats (laughs) all spring long because Mm. it was like the mating season. And then come the winter time be like, they'd be best friends. Like, uh, sorry about that, man. (laughs) (laughs) Huddle up with me. Yeah. Hey, hey, man, it has the limp. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about what I did to your ear on that uh, last spring, uh, but get closer, bro. I'm freezing, you know? Yeah, I'm freezing, man. I'll, I'll give you a free hit when the weather breaks. Just, you know, yeah. let's huddle up. Fight again in the spring, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that, they do that, man. They go into uh, survive mode. Cats are so smart. They'll literally call a truce throughout the winter just to huddle up and stay warm. Yeah, and bear down, you know? And, you know, as opposed to, you know, the spring months where the, you're getting that weird, you know, you know, you ever hear that? And you know, oh, in the middle yeah. of the night, it sounds like somebody's gonna die. You know, it's one time, and you know how heavy of a sleeper I am. It was so loud that it ripped me out of my dream. <laughs> exactly. I almost had a heart attack. It was so loud. These cats, they go <laughs> at it, man. Go uh, at it. They're, they're, I, I hate hearing it because I know I, I hate when animals hurt each other or whatever. But, but, but man, it, survival of the fittest. It is. It's, it's, cats it's, are it's just, so territorial. Yeah, it just goes to show you that even in our urban neighborhoods, you know, you still got that survival yep. of the fittest, and uh, you know. The mating season goes on, you know, yeah. but, you know, but again, it's really, really funny though, in the winter months, how they call that truce. It yep. is hysterical. Yeah. It's they, like, they, now, they now we're friends. What? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Screw this. Screw it. Let's, uh... It's almost, you, you want her, man? Just take her, dude. I'm freezing out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. The shelter thing, my neighbor, the one who did it, she had fun with it. She carpeted it. It was awesome. And it was big enough where somebody, uh, a human could actually crawl in there. Right. I would watch them. They would all come and go all throughout yeah. the winter. They were safe. They were really, really safe. She would feed them. She would walk out there. She put it close to her back door so she can get to them easy. And it's a great idea. A lot of them suffer from like they are looking for a water source. Um, That's always a big common problem mm-hmm. in the winter months. They're looking for a water source. So if you put water out for them, maybe put don't put hot water out or anything. Put uh, like maybe some lukewarm water out for them. Change it often um, yeah. so that they can have some drinking water because cats will they'll they'll get thirsty they'll start going and drinking from like the gutter and who knows what's in there it's toxic there's oil there's you know it could be antifreeze droppings you want you want to try to keep the cats away from that but if they become thirsty enough they will start drinking from just unsafe sources uh, such as that and they're Mm -hmm. actually attracted and a lot of people know this i know it's it's cliche but they're attracted to the taste of antifreeze so you just want to keep them away from that for them clean water so they have a water source and you know and feed them if you're into it and a lot like i said a lot of people are and i'm really happy about it because the whole consensus of pets is changing and and we're all trying to save these poor animals i want to be clear on something too we're not saying to start feeding every single stray cat that you see and we're more saying that if you have stray cats in your neighbor because not every neighborhood has stray cats and you don't want to create a further problem i'm not saying make your neighborhood have a bunch of stray cats i'm just saying that if, if you happen to have a lot of stray cats in your neighborhood that all converge somewhere near your house you might want to help with a shelter but don't go overboard overfeeding or anything like that because then that could actually increase 
the stray problem. So you don't want to go like, don't create a stray cat problem in in your neighborhood. I'm just saying that if you notably have a lot of strays in your neighborhood, this is something that you can do because it's very hard to solve that problem. So you're not, we eventually want to have no stray cats on the streets, the right. poor things, but I want to clear that up. I don't want, yeah. you know, don't create a stray cat mm-hmm. problem in your neighborhood because it, it's not a good thing. It's just that this is something that if there are a lot of strays on your block, it'd be good to have something to help them. And that's and just, once again, the importance of spaying and neutering our pets yeah, so that yeah. We, we avoid this problem altogether. Yeah, we want to yeah, try point. to avoid you it. Yeah, you don't want to attract. And then you also have to be careful, too, if you're putting food out. There are other animals, too, coming around. You know, you mm-hmm. may attract raccoons. You may attract yeah. rats. You may attract anything. You yeah. Know? So, right. again, it's it's just, you know, it's if you want and if it's done safely and you're being really careful and right. being systematic about it where mm-hmm. you're not attracting unwanted animals in your neighborhood, too. So, yeah, that's very important. It's a fine line because there's 70 million of them. You don't, yeah. you, know, you don't want them. You don't want to make it into a hundred million. You know, right, <laughs> like it's, right. it's a, so, but, but if and you're and there, you don't you want, know, you don't want all 70 million at your house. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, cause I feel like we're saying, I wanted it to be clear. We're not saying, Hey, listen, we got to start putting cat hotels in every backyard <laughs> and, and really start, you know what I mean? It's I mean, the street running with cats. We're yeah. starting a new craze. Yeah. We're going to yeah. start a new craze. They're going to take over and all the people are going to go and it's just going to be a cat planet. That's not what we mean. No. No, it is a little bit of a dilemma every year. So yeah. let's just try to face it head on and do something about it. So yeah, and safely, like we said. Safety is always, and that, that's what we preach above all yeah. else is so, safety. You know, in recapping, we want to keep our pets safe and warm. We're talking about maybe leaving their hair a little bit longer, coats, sweaters, footsies, and uh, just being conscious of them being outdoors for too long. I want to uh, be careful with that. Yeah, you got to be really, really careful mm-hmm. with that. Yep. So what do you think, Ann? Are we uh, we running out of time here? Yeah, I would say I'd say we're about out of time. Um, yeah. So um, you don't have anything else to add? Then I, guess, uh, I don't uh, think so. You know, but again, if we, uh, any you know questions or any suggestions, please you know let us know. We would love the feedback. We're really having a good time. We want to bring you more shows, and uh, we're you know yeah we're just having a great time with this. So thank yeah, you. I really once am again having a great time with this. Listening to us, you know, yeah. we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks so much for stopping by, guys. As always, we'd like to thank our producer Mark Winter. Thank you so much, Mark. Uh, if you haven't already uh, done so, head on over to our YouTube channel. It's called Grooming by Rudy. That's Grooming by Rudy on YouTube. Leave a comment, like, share, subscribe. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, You could also like Grooming by Rudy on Facebook, follow Grooming by Rudy on Instagram. It's been an absolute pleasure. And until next time, take care of yourselves and your pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.